I'm McKinney Smith. After going through a divorce, my sister passing away, experiencing narcissistic abuse, and some significant health scares, I realized through sharing my story that I wasn't alone in my suffering. Suffering, subjective distress generated by the experience of being out of balance. In a deep dive to holistically heal mind, body, and soul is where I discovered peace, clarity, and connection. It is impossible to be truly wise without some real-life hardship, and we cannot develop post-traumatic wisdom without making it through, and most importantly, through it together. Social connection builds resilience, and resilience helps create post-traumatic wisdom, and that wisdom leads to hope. Hope for you and others witnessing and participating in your healing, and hope for your community. A healthy community is a healing community, and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. Thank you for joining us on the Heal Her podcast, H-E-A-L, Honor, Elevate, and Love Her podcast formerly known as the Iwaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show globally, where we have conversations with extraordinary women on their journey towards wholeness and harmony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. As a certified mindset coach guiding women towards peace, clarity, and connection within, supporting the direction of the system toward wholeness, my goal here is to help you thrive. Sonia Zabertani, aka Coach Sonia, is an international speaker, life coach, business coach, and corporate consultant based out of Montreal, Canada. She's a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur that is driven by four pillars, impact, tribe, experience, and connection. Sonia left a lucrative career in the fashion industry to follow her passion, helping others find true purpose and meaning. For the last decade, she has helped her tribe to break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their thinking, and build the skills and habits necessary to achieve their goals and build a life they never dreamed of. Sonia has been seen on City News, Fox 10, Narcity, and much, much more. Please welcome to the show, Sonia Zabertani. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, hon. So fun. <laughs> I am so grateful that you agreed to come on and share your story with us. You know, I've been following you on Instagram since 2019. I think the first time um, I saw you, you were on stage at the Archangels Summit in Toronto. Yeah. And I've loved watching your journey evolve. And I love seeing women who show their truth, not just speak their truth, but show their truth. So thank you for agreeing to come on and share some of your gems with us. You know, I think that that is so beautiful. And I and I'm so into women just seeking out other women to help empower us all. Like, I'm so into that conversation. I, I think it's such a beautiful collaboration to have and just, you know, leading by example and showing other women that it's not going to be easy. Nobody said it would. I don't know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fairy tales or not. And and I just really want to commend you because as we're doing this, you are sitting in your car because you had mom life show up yeah. and you decided to go, all right, how am I going to handle this? How am I going to make the best of it? And I think that that's such a beautiful lesson that we all need to share and that we struggle with and have to create this harmony on a daily basis as moms, as people that work or as people that are just trying to do our best. So I commend you and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be here. And I, I love what you stand for. Thank you. Thank you. I am. I'm so honored by that. I do truly believe that as women, we can do so much more together. And I think um, this is, you know, part of the conversation that I'd love to dive into deeper, um, further down. But, you know, as moms, you know, you and I are both examples of you can still do things, pursue your dreams, you know, get the results that you want, attain your goals without using motherhood as an excuse. Family first, always, always. but we still find a way to figure it out. Yes. And you have, and the beautiful thing is that I love this conversation of the non-judgment thing. I feel like, you know, we we're not, there's no comparison. 
You know, if you choose and if your alignment is to stay home with your kids and to, you know, uh, uh, stop your career to just really go deep into motherhood, we love you. We support you. That's beautiful. There is no judgment and that's your truth and that's your alignment. But what we're saying is there is also another truth that if for you, you are your alignment would be to actually try and harmonize both, not balance. I don't believe in it. It doesn't work. You could try it, but balance to me means we are perfectly going to do both. I, I, we can, I mean, I, I, it's so difficult. (laughs) can't perfectly do, you know, so many things. However, they are seasoned. However, there are moments. However, there are times. And for you to create your definition of what motherhood looks like, what sisterhood looks like, what support looks like, what work looks like, all of these different categories, and then go, all right, let's do it. I'm going to do my best and not judge myself, nor will I judge other people on the journey of becoming who I need to become. Yes, I love that. I I love that you've even brought up that point because you know, when, when I share my story, like I was that stay at home mom, uh, I was married to, well, we won't go there right now, but, um, you know, I was stay at home mom for almost five years and I lived that life. So there's no judgment there. Understanding that, you know, if, if that's the season that you're in, right. Um, so to, to each their own, it, they, there's no judgment here. We are for whatever way you choose to live your truth and live your life. We're going to celebrate you. Can I ask you something? Cause yes. I know, I, I know you're supposed to be asking the question, but I'm <laughs> you too. like, do you have a moment where, cause I remember with Mia, my first, my, my daughter, I remember there was a moment, like there was a moment where I was like, cause I wanted to do, I was running the fashion businesses and I was like, I'm going to fully do the just the mom thing. And not like, I just want to do that. And, and was there a moment after those five years where you're like, I'm done. I'm going back. <laughs> there, a mo- there was a moment for you. you? <laughs> so interesting enough, uh, the way that it happened for me was that um, I was in a, a toxic relationship. I didn't realize it at the time. And when I decided that enough was enough, I was a single mom. He was the, you know, the, the breadwinner. He was the one bringing all the income. We had a great lifestyle. We were able to travel regularly, multiple cars, properties. So everyone was like, you're a stay-at-home mom. Where are you going? What are you you thinking? Mm. And I thought to myself, I would rather be happy and whole for my children and set that example than stay in an environment that is unhealthy for us all and where I wasn't happy. So that switch from being a stay-at-home mom was out of the mindset of, I want to be able to still provide for my children, but I want to be an example to them. So I was pursuing, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship out of being a stay-at-home mom um, so that I could still, you know, do the drop-offs to school and warm lunches and all that, but I was still creating my own schedule. So my shift didn't really come from... I guess I don't want to do this anymore Um, with my kids being the stay at home mom. It was not wanting to be in an unhealthy relationship anymore Mm. and choosing that I need to be the one to take control and provide for me and my children in the way that I see is healthier. I love it. It's such a beautiful message. You know, what's interesting to me is, you know how many people, so when I was growing up and I was working so much and I was like, just like hungry, like I've always been that. And People used to ask me all the time, well, I don't get it. Like, so what is your, like, what does your dad do? And I was like, what? That's, that's really interesting. And then I got married and, and and, I was single for so long because I just really wanted to do my own journey. And I moved to, that's a whole nother story. But now that I'm married, you know, sometimes I have people that just start following me and they're like, whoa, like you're like, you're on. I'm like, (laughs) and they're like, I don't understand. Like, what does your husband do? And I'm like, I I don't understand. What do you mean? Where's the, where's the parallel? Where's the relevancy? Why can't I be with somebody that is either more successful or less or equal? And that doesn't take away anything from my hustle, anything from my drive, anything from my impact. You know, why does my relationship have anything to do with the level of work of, of impact of community that I want to do in the world? So I think that's such a interesting, um, parallel that so many people want to have, which is like, well, 
shouldn't you be happy enough? Like you're, you know, for you, it was, you're with a husband that's providing, like, why do you want to go out and work? You're rich already. <laughs> you're like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that was the impression that people got. And it's like, yeah. yeah, no money in the world would be enough for me to be miserable for the rest of my life. Like I choose happiness. I choose peace. <laughs> Ah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, you can go back to your own content. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm like, oh, what's her mom? Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, I, you're just like making this so easy for me. I don't even have to like ask you any questions really because it's just an organic conversation. Okay. But to speak to what you said about people asking you that about, you know, how, you know, you're hustling, like what does your husband do? I think we've just been conditioned to yeah. believe that, you know, the role of the man is to be the provider and the woman is to be the nurturer. It's the the habitual way of thinking from society that created that story that people tell themselves. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, your life can be whatever you want it to be. We've been able to design the life that we want. You know, you can have the the husband, the children, the stepchildren, the hustle, the the impact. You can do all those things if you want to. And the beautiful. So let's take it a step further. Okay. So what's the next question that everyone always asks me? Now they're like, okay, well, then the next question is, well, if you already have like how much you even need, like, why are you working so hard? You know, why are you, why do you have to, you know, more clients or more money or more impact or more and more, aren't you ever happy enough? And I'm like, that's so interesting. Once again, because it, it almost, again, what is it now tied to? Is it tied to financial? My, my impact is not tied to financial. Like, I don't need more financial. I, it, that's not what drives me. And you'll see that at any moment, like, you only go to a certain level after that. It's like, okay, now I'm on to other people's missions. Other Now it's like it's an even bigger impact because now I'm going, hold on. If I'm able to, through my socials, through my speaking, through my everything that I'm doing, through my work, if I'm able to inspire one more woman, you know, get, have one more daughter that says, mommy, look, like I'm following this coach and she, she really shows me that she can do it. Maybe I can do it. And for you, same thing, our communities that come together, I'm sure that's why you're even doing this podcast. Like Mm -hmm. at one point, it's really not about the money. It's really not about the is it enough? It's always enough. Everything is enough. I'm happy in the present and I'm fully content now, but then it becomes a why not? Like, why not go all out? Like, why not live a life that is so fulfilled, that is so full, that we just squeezed all of the lemon. We just played so all out that we said yes to experiences. We created experiences. We said yes to moments that would have been so easy to say no. Like, why would we have just a life that we didn't actually take risk and go into fear and meet new people and and grow your your life like that to me is my definition of a fulfilled life that's what i want to play yes i i think people that ask that question of you they're more in a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. because when you're thinking from abundance there there's enough out there for everyone there can never be too much i learned from my mentor like oftentimes it's our perception of a thing that limits the ability to do what we want to do or to you know have the opportunities that we want to have because even when it comes to let's say just money let's Mm. say that you have all the money that you need yes you're able to make your life comfortable but now from your overflow you're able to serve on a larger scale you 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 can't do philanthropy work or give back work or any of that when you're broke right no you cannot 100% true so there there can never be too much, especially if you're the type of person where you're passionate about serving, because then it's not self-serving for you to make more money. It's giving you the ability to serve on a larger scale, to impact more people, to leave a greater legacy. That ripple effect of, like you said, even inspiring one more person, because yes. you inspiring one more person to walk in their purpose that's a ripple effect of them continuing to inspire other people to walk in their purpose. And then we're just creating a better world. (laughs) And imagine, yes, to all of this. And imagine, you know, by us also choosing to be that, that mirror, to be that light, to be the, 
that also showing our communities, our followers, our women, our tribes, our men are all of this. I'm not just women focused. Like, you know, men need our support and our help and are doing phenomenal work and are, you know, being great dads and great husbands. And they're, they're wonderful as well. So for, for me, I think it's just, you get to a level where there's no judgment. Like even those that are believing that I I love them so much because it's just, they haven't seen it. So they don't even think that it's possible. So it's not there. It's not on them. Like, so I would never judge somebody that comes to me and says, well, Sonia, isn't it too much? Like, or people that think that I'm too much that I have, you know, if you follow me on socials, some days I'll have a hundred stories because I'm a speaker for a living. So for me to pop open my phone and, and speak is, is like me drinking this coffee. It's really, really simple. So, but People can see that and perceive it as, oh my God, she's too much, or she has too much energy, or she, whatever you want to add after she. And, but, but, but what is this concept of too much? Like, what if I'm super aligned with that and I'm really happy with the identity that I have? Like, what about that? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and will I be too much for people? Of course, but that's okay. I'm not trying to be anything else but just myself. And, if I'm completely aligned with my identity and who I am and I speak from that space, well, guess what's going to happen? Other women, other people that are resonating on that same frequency are going to come to me and they're going to yeah. say, like you did. And you're like, Sonia, I've been following you since 2019. I resonate with you. I feel you. I feel the authenticity. Why? Because you're on that same frequency, because you're living that same truth, because you're walking in that same light. So we yeah. will match. Yeah. Agreed. 1000%. When you're being your true self, you attract people who are more like you and you repel people who are, are not. And, and that's, that's okay. totally okay. That's yeah. totally okay. That's it. Their perception of what you're doing really only speaks to their paradigm, their habitual way of thinking, right? Like the same way that representation matters. If we don't see someone doing something, we may uh, not believe that it's possible. 100%. Right. Yes, and say that louder because I could not <laughs> agree with you more. Yes, it's true, one hundred percent. Yeah, but what I what I also want to say is that you know instead of just kind of also sitting there and just complaining about it, then be the change. Like you don't see your representation on stages in whatever. It's like be that person, be that woman, be that whoever. Just yeah. you do it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's been a huge part of my mission because when I transitioned into personal development, I mainly saw old white men in the space. I think Lisa Nichols was the only black woman that I saw. So for me, it was like, I aspire to be, you know, a mix of Lisa Nichols, Oprah and Jay Shetty. Like those are my, my, (laughs) that's who I combined feel like I am, but it's being the representation for the other young girls who are like, oh, well, there's no black women in yes. this space of, you know, doing this kind of work. Well, now there is. <laughs> yes, there is. And and what then the next level. So uh, it's my same journey for me, too. You know, when I started speaking on stages, I was 26 years old and literally was all men. Like there was no women. It was all men. And so at first you go, OK, I will pioneer. I will be I will do. And then the next level is that it's not about me. It's about us. So what are other women that I can bring in on the journey with me. Like, I don't want to, you know, I'm so into team. I'm so into like, I get so excited about bringing other people up. I I, I love that so much. Like I, I, it makes me so happy to see those that I love and those that I not even that I don't even know, but when, like, I, I, I really get great, like joy and brings me a lot of joy. So for me, it's, it's really about, yeah, cool. I could do it, but who else can I bring along the journey with me? Like who else can I support? Who else can I shout out? Who else can I refer and say, Hey, you know, you're missing some women here or Hey, maybe you can, you know, like that's, that's a really strong um, and, and, and beautiful. And that's the message that we have to give to, to everyone, not just a a ethnicity, not just a color, not just a race, not just a woman, like not just a sex, like everyone. If you Mm -hmm. don't see that you're not represented, like lead the way, go and then bring your people with you. Yes, I agree with you 1000%. <laughs> so, okay, so I, for the listeners um, of this podcast that don't know who you are, yes. uh, give us the Coles Notes version of your story. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, the, you know, definitely, I think I would love it if your listeners can not only 
follow me on Instagram. It's Sonia Zarbatani. But I would love because that's just a simple thing. But I would love that if they could also tag you and I and tell us like what was their biggest takeaway? Because I love hearing that. And I think that that's such an important message, which is we listen to so much content and we consume a lot of content. But what's that one point that hit? And not just what's that one takeaway that hit, but what's the one point that you can then implement into your life? You know, because we're going to give them so many takeaways and tips and all this great stuff. And I'm sure, and I know your, your entire podcast of that, but what's the one thing that they can do today and that they will implement or so, so that would really be something that I would love. So, you know, whatever takeaway you get from this, please tag us. And, and, and I'm going to see that on Instagram and I will repost you and I will be really, really happy to see that, 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 that serve because that's really the mission I think for both. Yeah. And I know for both of us, I don't have to think I know for both <laughs> of us is how are we serving? How are we impacting? So my quick, really quick story so that we can go back to so much value is I grew up in the fashion industry. I was um, a, my a family business. We own guest jeans in Canada and I really was raised into the fashion industry. So I grew distribution lines. We had uh, guest jeans, XOXO, Vince Camuto, Sanctuary Clothing. Like I really grew probably the biggest brands in Canada and Europe and then the US and all that. So um, until I realized that I was always an outcast, I never fit in. I was born in Morocco and that's a longer story, but I just never fit in. Like I was just always that, that super energized, you know, curly haired girl that loved to dance. But I was like, what? Something's wrong with me. I really thought something <laughs> was wrong with me. So at the end of my school, I decided I wrote my last exam and I moved to LA and I got scouted to do this TV show. And I realized when I got there that I'm like, wait a second, like I need to figure out who I am because I have no, like, I, I know I'm good at, you know, business and sales and all this stuff, but I'm like, who am I really? So I got into personal development and I got into Landmark and Landmark really triggered me in a way that I was like, hold on, I've got really big, you know, triggers over relationship and I have, you know, some, some, some inner child wounds to go fix. And I went deep into personal development, Landmark, then I went Tony Robbins, then I went NLP, then I just really the full spectrum into relationship coaching. And I became a speaker and I started speaking at the age of 26 and coach around the the US and then I really realized that that was the that was the work like that was that was the passion and that was the purpose and it wasn't a purpose of it wasn't just about self and about it just really it was about I didn't see women on stages and I and I realized how much personal development helped me in every single category of my life and I was like I want to lead by example and I want to be able to give that gift to other young girls that are feeling super lost, like something's wrong with them. And to other women that are like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I, why am I feeling like there's more for me to have? Why am I feeling like, you know, I'm not being understood? What all of these things really, really resonated for me. So I just went on this huge quest. And then I became obviously a coach and a speaker. And I went back to Montreal. Now I'm based out of Montreal. I speak all over the world. It's really something so fun. I'm, I have a beautiful audience and I, 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 I'm, I'm really forever grateful of the beautiful connections that I have with epic people. And I, and I really live a life where I get to work with amazing people. And I have an agency also that builds personal brands and that allows, you know, authors, speakers, coaches, and we build their personal brand around across social media, uh, um, accounts and I, we build them from YouTube to Facebook, to Instagram, to all that stuff so that their message and their story can really be propels. And I think for me, my greatest X factor is really strategy. Like my head is a whiteboard. I create, and I can sit with you and within 10 minutes, create your entire strategy. So that's, yeah, that's what really, that's the cliff note. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. So you just you just spoke to, um, like at the end there, you were talking about connection. And um, about a month ago, we, we both shared the stage at the Revolution Her uh, Summit. And I think you, so you told a story about your mom. Yeah. And I feel like that, for me, was the strongest connection that I felt to you. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a, a huge part of my shift into personal development was when I lost my sister. So that whole um, grieving process. But I would love if you could also um, share that part of your story with the listeners um, that you shared and, you know, talk about your why were your mom's concerned. So I, I think that to me was probably the biggest uh, transformation recently for me as a speaker. I think that I when I went, I think I was just educated and, and thought that when you spoke, you had to give a lot of value. So I'm a really good, I can teach a lot of stuff. So from business to starting a business to building your strategy to all these great teachable moments and from personal development all the way to literally scaling your business. So I felt like on stage, I always had to bring so much value. And I, I only recently completely shifted that. And I realized how the deepest connection that you can have and the greatest impact, because if my value is really impact, then impacting you won't just make you make more money or a cooler brand or whatever other tips I can give you. But I realized that sharing my story and sharing why I, I, I am who I am and the resilience and the, and the struggle and the pain um, that, that made me become who I am is the, is really the, the most beautiful, it's the most beautiful gift I can give. And it's something that's very scary for me because I lost my mom, uh, six years ago and, um, I, my daughter is nine years old and my son is five. So I was six months pregnant when I lost my mom and my mom was, you know, the, 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 my mom was love. My mom was, I'm very street. Like I will, you know what I mean? I'm, I just got so straight because I was so hurt. So I'm, I, I'm guarded. I'm super guarded. You know, I'm, <laughs> my mom was not, she was not a guarded person. She was like, trusted everyone, loved everyone. And she was really just so much heart. And at the age of 56, she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and liver cancer. And that was the biggest pain of my life because I am a coach. I know how to help people. I know how to, you know, if you tell me your problems, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to, you know, coach you through it. We got this. And I couldn't coach my mom through cancer and seeing her through this journey that took her two years to then um, end her life was something extremely, extremely difficult for me. And when I finally started sharing that story, I realized you know, let me tell you something. You get to, sh- we're talking, this is six years later. Okay. I've been speaking on stage. Like I do this for a living. It took me six years to sit, to tell this story. So you don't have to tell your story. You don't have to go into wounds and into until you are ready for it. And it takes a lot of courage because then people start telling you their story. And that's really painful too, because again, you know, when you go into loss and when you go into trauma and especially loss, loss of a mom, a parent, a sister, uh, uh, somebody that you love that is beside you is such a difficult loss. And so be kind to yourself. Like a lot of us feel like we need to get over it really like, okay, it's been two years, it's been trust me, like I'm still not over it. And I do this shit for a living. You know, it's like I do this for a living. And my mom's and my my, everything I do. It's like, I I have a big win. And I want to tell her I have a big, it's really hard. And I want to tell her and I, and I miss her every day. And I look at my kids and they remind me of my mom. And so learning how to be and how to continue life and how to be a good person and how to live with loss is such a powerful lesson that 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 of human love also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so for me sharing that story from the stage was 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 and and not knowing where this was going to go you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like do you remember i was like i didn't know where this was going to go <laughs> You and had us all in tears. <laughs> yes, but I was crying. It was messy. It was not, it was not cute. And it was, and it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I, and I had like my, my, my team there and they were just like, oh shit, you went there. And I was like, yeah, I just went there and it yeah. felt okay. And sometimes we, you know, we, we try to 
we we try to tell ourselves like, hey, we have to 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 show a strong front, and we have to. And strong is not is not always the case, you know. And 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 strong is also being able to be vulnerable, and strong is being able to let people in, and strong is being able to say, you know what, I went through this also, and I love you. Period. Like I don't have. I don't coach on loss because I don't believe that I, that I have the tools. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't have, but I am someone who's been through it. And I believe that I can be a source of so much, so much inspiration to other people that are going through it to tell them that it will actually be okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. First, my condolences about the loss of your mom. That's a a major loss. And the level of vulnerability that you shared that story on stage at the Revolution Her Summit, the reason why I said that that made me feel a deeper connection to you is because since 2019, I viewed you like gangster. Sonia's a gangster. I was like, what Toronto hood did this girl grow up in? That was how I originally viewed you. And yeah. then when you shared your story about your mom, your vulnerability in that moment made me feel a deeper connection to you because I lost my sister and that was a shift in my life. Mm. And it brought me to a place where I felt it's like my heart was giving your heart a hug in that mm. moment. So mm. you didn't like, you didn't lose any street cred. But I definitely felt a closer connection to you from hearing that part of your story. And I do agree that, you know, sharing vulnerable parts of your story is not for everyone. I mm. think that if you're not ready, you shouldn't publicly share your story if you're not ready um sharing your story with people who deserve to hear your story sharing people your story with people where you feel you know a sense of community and Mm. maybe you felt safe in that room to share your story in that moment so when my sister passed away in 2012 I've been sharing my story of divorce and toxic relationships and then losing my sister since like 2014 yeah and Sharing it publicly was a part of my healing process because I was able to not only talk about it so that I wasn't um, suppressing my emotions about it, but like Mm -hmm. you said, people start sharing with you. So I had Mm -hmm. people that were reaching out, sharing their story and how they connected and how they felt and it built community. So I know that's one of your, your pillars. So I just wanted to, one, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that part of your story. Um, two, let you know that that made me feel a closer connection to you. But three, how that can also build a stronger community, because outside of all of the different um, you know, business tools that you could give us, it's really getting to know deeper who you are and why you do what you do. So thank yeah, you. you know, I love you so much for this. And, but I have to say it was really hard for me, too, because when I so when I lost my mom, it was probably right before you started uh, following me because I, 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 I shared um, because I was, I was, I had to fly back from, from um, I was in LA and my mom was in Florida and I had to fly back and she passed on the 31st. And I was again, super public online. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be like, I just wanted to share that too, that that happened. And it was extremely difficult for me because I wasn't ready to hear people's stories. Do you know, like, let me explain something to you. So imagine I must have, I don't remember how many fall. I had a lot, (laughs) but, and, and when you start sharing something deeper, yes, it, people come to you even more. However, then I, my, my whole account and my DMS became, well, I lost my grandmother. I lost my dog. I lost my aunt. I lost my so people wanting to 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 tell me their story and i i wasn't i, I just wanted to to grieve the loss and i had no idea how mm-hmm. so i again even that i needed to heal because i wasn't ready to hear about your dog cuz i was like fuck you with your dog i just lost my mom <laughs> and it's yeah. not a, do you understand like yeah. i was triggered 
So that's not a nice place for me to be. I because you probably told me about your dog because you cared so much about your dog. But I was so in my mess that I wasn't being empathetic to your share. Do you get what I'm saying? And how many times are we so in our mess? And it could be a divorce and it could be a you know, and you're like, yeah, but I'm hurting more. It's harder on me because you're, you know, your husband left you money and I'm broke on the street. And well, you're, so that's what I'm telling you guys, just be kind to yourself because at that moment I was not in a space where I could hear my followers that I adore, like my community that I love. And I know that these people were telling me about their aunts and their grandmothers and their dogs in the kindest, most like Sonia, I felt lost too, but I made their loss not as big as my loss. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that was yeah. not a good place for me to be. So, and I saw that and I was like, whoa, I'm better than this. I, I need to step away. And I stepped away and I concentrated on what I could control, concentrated on what my gift was. And I went deep into that. And now when I do share and, you know, and I know that that will resonate with a lot of people. And when you do reach out to me and tell me about your dog, I want to hear about your dog. Now I'm ready to hear about your dog. Six years ago, I would have compared that I'm hurting more than you. Mm -hmm. Do you you see what I mean? Totally see what you mean there. You know, I feel like healed ears hear differently. Yes. You know, when, when we're when we're in our hurt and in our trauma and in our feelings, we're like we're projecting everything that comes out of yep. our mouth, right? So oh, if no. someone says something, we're quick to take offense. Yes. So I've had to learn over the years to remove comparative suffering mm-hmm. because especially when you're grieving someone. So, you know, I, I had a friend that uh, when we were teenagers lost a friend during that time. And he seemed to make that loss, I don't want to say a bigger deal, but it was almost like, yeah, well, you know, you lost your sister, but, you know, I'm still grieving the loss of my best friend. And I had to learn, like, our, our perception is our reality, right? Um, So we can't compare suffering. We can't say that your suffering is any more or less than mine. We, We can't say that, okay, well, because this woman has a husband that her life is easier than this single mom. We, we don't know people's levels of their hurt, their trauma, their wounds. We don't know nothing. <laughs> we only know what they choose to share. So we can't compare, right? So I love you being honest about, you know, in that moment, you weren't ready to hear that. Like, no. I totally agree with you. I want like, I remember my pastor saying something to me once and I took it literal. Like I wanted to punch people in the face when you know, my sister passed away and they were like, oh, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, like, it doesn't. I, oh my gosh, did I ever <laughs> hear that? Yep. I did not want to hear that in that Yeah, moment, that's not right? a good thing to say. It's not. So it's not. I feel like we all have to learn not to do the comparative suffering. We all have to learn that when we are listening, we have to even self-check and ask, are, am I hearing this with hurt ears or am I hearing this with healed ears? I think I... I maybe I want to say about five years ago, I went through a really horrible public breakup and I started speaking about narcissistic abuse and mm-hmm. partners with uh, narcissistic personality disorder. But I had to take my time first and process my grief of that relationship because when you are sharing from your open wounds versus your scars, stuff starts to seep out. People will say things, like you said, people will come in, the whole world wanted to tell me about their narcissistic experience and (laughs) all of that. So I had to be prepared for that before I started sharing my experience, right? So, you know, I I love all the the points that you just spoke to with like the- It's so funny how, can I tell you something else? So I don't know if you watched my stories this morning, but I started, I was talking and I'm going to post about this today. So I was talking about how, you know, this perception of, of someone being real, but then what about filters? What about makeup? And what's so beautiful is that imagine this, if you again are coming from a place of being super aligned with who you are, you open a conversation. And I love opening a conversation that is highly triggering for people because they actually think that how they believe is the truth. It's not the truth, your truth. So 
it's so fun because I get to, you know, use my platform and I did. And I was like, guys, what do you think? And it is so polar opposite. I have people that go, yeah, no, you could totally be real. And it's from the inside. I even brought my husband in like on the conversation. Cause I was like, here's my yeah, husband, <laughs> right? So it's so, and it's highly triggering to people because, you know, if some of them who use filters and they're like, look, I, I like, this is fun. I don't think that I'm a fake person if I'm using filters. And then other people are going, no, you should be real. And, but then I'm like, so to what level is it filters, but not makeup, makeup, but not Botox, Botox, <laughs> but not redoing your no, to what level should we show up at? No, it's so interesting. And what's beautiful about this is, again, there is no reality. There is no, this is right and this is wrong. This is your perception and your definition based on your level of confidence, based on your level. And that is beautiful. And you're right in your way. Yes. Imagine being able to open up a conversation with somebody that thinks completely differently than you and that be okay too. That's their reality. Absolutely. I love that you brought that point up because I feel like sometimes we surround ourselves in these echo chambers, you know, whether it be, you know, a a black person saying they only interact or black businesses or blah, 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 or whether it be women that only listen to other women, we create these echo chambers. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge believer in not only just uh, diversity of thought, but surrounding myself with people that think differently than me, people Mm. that don't agree with me, because that opens up the conversation. It opens up my mindset. Instead of my mind being set in a particular way of thinking, I am open to your truth, my truth, how both can be true at the same time. Right? It's (laughs) a truth. It's not the truth. It's just a truth. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I was even thinking about that um, when I watched your stories about, you know, your your friend making that post about filters and people being fake and social media and how that triggered you. And I loved that you used that as a conversation. Um, I think more people should do that instead of immediately getting offended and then hearing that from your hurt ears, <laughs> right? And yes. then projecting your insecurities outward and then getting upset with the friend for her opinion or yeah, truth yeah. or what have you. Like, to me, that was a beautiful example. And I think it's so fun because, again, it's it's a beautiful conversation that we all get to have in a place that is of non-judgment. Like, I yeah. think that's beautiful. So imagine how many other beautiful conversations we can have and expand our thinking because it doesn't mean I'm right or you're wrong or you're wrong and I'm right. It's just, oh, wow, that's a really beautiful way to look at that. Like, I love that so much. And I love that if we, again, use our platforms, use our messaging to just be like, you know what, how you think is completely okay. And you're also allowed to change how you think. Yeah, And that's okay too. (laughs) It's okay too. Yep. You're allowed to evolve. People are, will will blame you for, cha- oh, she changed. What do you mean? How how unfortunate would life be if you cannot change and evolve? And, you know, maybe that was your experience of a relationship. And now you are an evolved person that's done work on yourself. You've healed yourself. And now you're ready for a more elevated relationship, both in your private relationship, in your friendships, like, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. thousand percent. So, okay. So how can women begin to take off their mask and live an authentic life and stop playing small? This, this, they can start with this. <laughs> this, just, you know, I, I, I love when, you know, even before the interview, you were like, okay, we're just going to talk and just kind of be yourself. I'm like, yeah, that's the only thing. Like, that's, I don't know how to be anybody, right? <laughs> Imagine you have to like start a podcast and be like, hey, just like you could just be yourself. Like, well, okay, love it. But how about if we just start really showing up as that, you know, in our in our social media, in our jobs, in our friendships, in our relationships, and making it and start having people around you that are really at that that level of the non-judgment and and that are level of you know what, like here I am um, in my car while my kid is inside because she's she's sick or me being like, hey, I got to go pick. And you know exactly what we're going through. And like I told you, I'm like, babe, 
you want to reschedule? I got you. No worries. And you're like, no, I could totally handle this. I'm like, I got you. Let's do this. Yeah. Do you know? But if yeah. you would have said, Sonia, I love you. I'm my kid. I, I wouldn't have even heard the next sentence. I'd be like, you tell me when we got this. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We, we, we need more people to be open because a, a closed mind can't accept new ideas. And I mm. think that a lot of us, especially right now, I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic or what, but mm. it's like people are so closed off at hearing other perspectives, other opinions, other beliefs. And at the end of the day, we are all more alike than we are different. If we would just open up our minds to seeing that and everything is about perspective. And sometimes it's, we have a, you know, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A misperception of ourselves, other people. And if we were more open to just allowing people to be who they are, without judging them and even asking yourself why why if we are judging someone why are we judging them is that our own insecurity showing yeah. is it something about them that That's makes true. us feel a way about ourselves like yeah. i have a girlfriend of mine who so she passed away at the beginning of of covid and she was a, a really great business coach and she's not someone that regularly wore makeup and she would show up in her stories with no makeup sometimes she would show up from her bed and she mm-hmm. had a, a woman that messaged her and was like well you know I hire you as a business coach. The least you could do is put on some makeup before you show up in your stories. But she was like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. So I'm not (laughs) real and I can't give you the same value because I don't have makeup on. (laughs) Like, can we all just be ourselves for a second? (laughs) I (laughs) I just think that we should all be more open because we, we weren't put on this earth to all be the same. We're not cookie cutters right? We're all unique in our own way. We can all be our authentic self without hurting someone else. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just, honestly, can I just tell you how much I love you? I think you are absolutely wonderful. And it's been so nice to, to, to just talk because you are such, so the real deal. You feel it so completely. And I'm, I'm really like, we are friends now. I don't, we're friends. I'm like sending you my number. This was nice. Like you're wonderful. And however I can support you and, and your community and what you're about. Like, I, I just, I really like you. You're really, really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And, and likewise, I'm happy to support and provide value for you and your community in any way that I possibly can. And before we go to the final segment, the rapid fire, uh, if you want to tell the listeners where they can stay connected with you, where they can learn more from you and about you. So definitely on socials, Instagram is probably the number one platform. So it's at Sonia Zarbatani. And then for any events and coachings and fun stuff, um, coachsonia.com is my website. And honestly, I cannot wait to connect and 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 just I'm, I'm all about this. So this is really fun. Awesome. Awesome. So it's time for the final segment. It's where you share like rapid wisdom from um, your journey with the wisdom, the women that are listening so that they can honor, elevate and love themselves. So let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Name one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made. Personal development. All your money in it. All of it. Like whatever you invest in, that's the best investment of my life. And I keep it and keep <laughs> just like, like have a coach, have a mentor. I'm telling you like you're yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I that's love it. that you started that before I even finished the question. I was like, oh, well that could be, I was going to say money, time, energy. And you're like, yeah, personal development. Personal love development. <laughs> yes. 100% is the best money. And, invest. and don't just like get free stuff, invest because that'll make you actually move into action. Agreed. Agreed. 1000%. What have you become better at saying no to in everything? The last five years? Everything. <laughs> I have no problem saying no. I love saying no. I think saying no brings in so much opportunity for larger yeses. I'm really, really good at just going a line and be like, no, I, I, I'm, yeah, I love saying no. Love it. Love it. Okay. What's been the biggest surprise that you've had in the last year? And why do you think that is? Hmm. What's the biggest surprise? I think surprise is, um, I think, well, I think I know what surprise is. I just, I'm really in the, like how much I manifest when I'm in flow Mm. and I manifest fast. Like as soon as I'm aligned to something, it's like, of course it's showing up. Like literally, of course it's showing up. 
Yeah. But I have to be so aligned and I have to speak it into existence. Like I have to know it's like, oh, this is where I'm going. Boom, it shows up. Like that's been the greatest surprise. And even though I'm like, of course, I'm still really surprised that it keeps happening. Love it. Love it. Okay. When was the last time you cried? I think two days ago. Okay. When was the last time you apologized to someone? Oh, I love apologizing. I love apologizing. I think it's so nice. Uh, oh, yesterday, actually, yesterday, I, someone was wanting me to show up at an event, never saw the email, and they got really like, I'm, you know, like, it was really an interesting thing. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I really just didn't see the email. You should have. T- yeah. So that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Mm, love it. I think that, you know, one that really impacted was like the four hour work week. I feel like that was like a game changer. Like when I read that, that was like so long ago, but I remember that book always been like, oh, there's another way to do it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? Just say yes to themselves. I just wish that they would, there's a lot, but let me tell you a couple more things. Like just say yes to themselves, put themselves first. I feel like they put the kids, the husband or wife, the, the, the career, everything And they don't realize that how much, if you just put yourself first and fed yourself, how much of a better mom, a better partner, a better friend, like you could show up for everything else so much better. And I wish that we really would look to other women, realize that no one is our competition and realize how much we as a collective are so much more powerful than anything that we could do alone. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't have ended the show on a better note. Thank you so much, Sonia, for sharing your story, your wisdom, your gems, your vulnerability, your authenticity, all of it. Thank you. I truly, truly appreciate your time. And like I said before, if there's anything I could do to add value to anything you're doing, I'd be happy to help. I love you so much. We're staying connected. We're co- you're coming to our events. You're coming to Montreal. We're yeah, yeah. We're doing this. And go kiss your well, good. And you are wonderful. This was so much fun. You're awesome. And thank you for everyone listening. Thank you, thank you so much. And to all of you healers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that continues to listen each week that help the show to rank globally in the top 1.5% of most popular shows. And that's out of almost, what, 3 million podcasts. Uh, <laughs> so you can join the community of healers and sign up for a weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com to get your free copy of the gratitude journal. And like Sonia said earlier, if you can think of, you know, your aha moment, feel free to screenshot this episode and you can tag us both. You can tag Sonia at Sonia Zarbatani. That's S-O-N-I-A-Z-A-R-B-A-T-A-N-Y. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith. A healthy community is a healing community and the healing community is full of hope because it has seen our people weather, survive, and thrive. Let's continue to heal her.